Today's reading is from Colossians 3, verses 1 to 17. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is in your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to you, your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge in the image of its creator. Here, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people... Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the, message, sorry, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father, through him. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for this time that we have. Amen. Amen. It is a precious time, isn't it? Sunday, gather together um, for an hour or two to sing God's praise, to be aware of his presence with us, um, to read his word and and hear from <clears throat> others what God is doing in their lives. And thank you for those prayers, Jean, and also your testimony, what God's been doing for you. Um, <clears throat> but the, there is the whole of the rest of the week as well. Uh, we're here for one or two hours on a Sunday, but the, what about the rest of the week? Um, how do we live our lives? And there's some great advice here. And Paul says, whatever you do, whatever, <laughs> whatever, Whatever you do, and that really is whatever. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. You might do something so mundane as washing up, but do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. But how do you do that? How do we do something that seems so banal or just every day in the name of the Lord Jesus? 
Well, we've been thinking about being thankful. And uh, one way to do something in the name of Jesus is to just to be thankful. Thankful often for the everyday stuff. Thankful for God's presence with us. Brother Lawrence was a monk who actually worked in the kitchens in his monastery. And he's known for writing just a few letters which got made into a very, very short book, Practice of the Presence of God. And we only know his name because he just wrote a few letters. But basically, for him being in a prayer meeting or peeling potatoes, there was no difference. <laughs> it was all done in the name of the Lord Jesus. And he gave thanks to God, whatever he was doing. And if we can learn anything from that, all of our lives can be lived in a thankful way. All of our lives can be lived in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's great to hear from Karen and um, what was being done for young people in our area. Uh, we have our own young person in our house, Aidan, who's uh, just about to leave primary school. And when he leaves primary school, he'll then go to secondary school. Are you with me? Okay. <laughs> just checking. When he does that, he will put away his old uniform. He will walk out of the house that way, not that way. <laughs> he will put on his secondary school uniform. He'll get his secondary school books and he'll go to a different place and be different. It'll be completely different. It'll be a new way of life for him. Well, Paul talks in this passage in Colossians about the old way of life. I'm not suggesting it was like primary school, but the old way of life and the new way of life. And you are no longer at primary school. You're at secondary school now. Put off the old uniform and put on the new uniform. Before you were Christians, you used to walk in the ways of the world. And Helen listed some of those things which... Uh, we would possibly say, yeah, these are bad things. Sexual immorality, lust, evil desires, impurity. Well, Paul then goes on to list some other ones. Anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language. Do we think that some are worse than others? <laughs> they're all in the list. And they're all described as being the ways of the world, and because of these, the wrath of God, the judgment of God is coming. These are earthly ways of living our lives. And Paul says, we've got to put them to death. Um, when you go to secondary school, you can't go back to primary school. But sometimes when you become a Christian, you can kind of go back to your old way of life. Or you can sort of find it hard to kick the habits that you used to have. And you might think, well, it's just the way I am. Anger, rage, you know, some of the things we mentioned. But we're to be ruthless in putting these things to death. How are you at putting things to death? Sometimes we're a bit too casual about sin. Put them to death. The best place to put them to death, you know, 
is to nail them to the cross. Because once you nail their sins to the cross, that's where Jesus deals with them. But we've got to go on doing that sometimes. We may still struggle with some of our behavior. And we've got to keep on giving it to God. The good news is that God will help us. And he gives us other clothes to put on. Clothes of heaven. Clothes of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Wonderful things. Put these on, we're told, like clothing. Be forgiving. Bear with one another. And put over all of these an overcoat of love. This is to be our new clothing. We, uh, many years, had a beagle. His name was Louis. And uh, I can only now talk about him without crying. But he uh, died just a couple of months ago. He's now chasing foxes in heaven. But um, <laughs> he got to a grand old age. And now we have a cockapoo. His name is Angus. And uh, they did overlap a little bit. But we have, now they're both dogs. But I'm not so sure sometimes. They seem so different um, from each other. All, both got four legs. Both got a tail. And there are some similarities. But they're so, so different. Don't be a beagle. Be a cockapoo. <laughs> you used to be a beagle. You are now a cockapoo. <laughs> Behave like a cockapoo. You see... Paul says here, you have been raised with Christ. This is your new identity. You are no longer of the world. You are now God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. This is who you are now. You have a new identity, so behave like it. Um, I was running before COVID at Buell Water. I didn't get very far because I slipped on the leaves and uh, hurt my foot, stumbled back to the car, drove home. And uh, I saw, oh, you know, sprained my foot or something. And after a while, I was sort of crawling around the house. Tanya said, I think you should go to the hospital. And I said, no, that's fine. And, uh, you know, bum shuffling up the stairs. I think you should go to the hospital. I went to a and &E, I'm, I'm convinced it's just a sprain. It's just a sprain. Honestly, it's just a sprain. Um, and in the end, uh, I got the x-ray and I had to eat humble pie and ring my wife and said, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was convinced that I knew what the problem was. But when I got the evidence, when I got the x-ray, that told me what the real problem was with my foot. Sometimes we want to self-diagnose. Sometimes we want to say, well, I think that this is my problem, so I will treat it in this way. But what we need is to get the proper scan or x-ray or test results or whatever it is we need so that we can be diagnosed properly by a professional. God has diagnosed us, and as we've given ourselves to Christ, we're told you are no longer alive anymore. You have died. 
This is God's diagnosis. Wow, I feel alive. No, you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You think you're something else, but you're not anymore. You are now in heaven. <laughs> yes, you are. Your life is hid with Christ in God already. Past tense. You have been raised with Christ. Already happened. You're already living a resurrection life. This is who you are. Now, you might not feel it. You might self-diagnose otherwise. But Dr. Jesus says, no. You are a new person. And this is who you are. So, therefore, set your mind on things above, not things below. Set your heart on things above, not on things below. People sometimes say, oh, well, if you're so heavenly minded, you'll be no earthly use. But that's not true. If we're really heavenly minded, then we'll be bringing heaven to earth. And we'll be fulfilling the Lord's prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. This is who you are. We sang, this is who God is, but this is who we are. And then, as we've died with Christ, we're now hidden with him, and when he reappears, when Christ comes again, we also will appear with him in glory. Paul's letters start, generally speaking, with the diagnosis, generally speaking, with the description of what God has done for us and who we are now. And only then does he go on to give, like, the prescription or the medication or the treatment. Often what we do as Christians is we jump straight to the prescription, the medication, the treatment. We don't work out who we really are first. And we've been doing, you know, talking about who we are and who God is in chapters 1 and 2. But chapter 3, here we do come to this uh, prescription. Put off the old, put on the new. And whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. God cares about how we drive our car just as much as about how we sit here in church. How we do our shop shopping is important to God. Are you a really grumpy person in the shops? Don't answer that question. Someone said to me, there was quite a, a really well-known Christian speaker, and uh, he, he said some really great things, and someone said, yeah, I met him, he's really grumpy and really rude. <laughs> don't be grumpy and don't be rude. <laughs> Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. We're called to peace. It's often, it's not what we do, it's how we do it. And if we do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, then people will see Jesus. As the Youth for Christ team serve the young people, they do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. God will empower them and strengthen them to do that. Let the message of Christ dwell in you Richly, If it's going to dwell in us, it's going to sit with us. 
the message of the gospel, the word of Christ. It's not just like in one ear, out the other. It dwells, it sits, dwells within us. What do you think about when you're not thinking about anything? Does that make sense, that question? You know, when we're not actually intensely thinking about something, what does our mind go to? Often we think about a whole bunch of stuff that might preoccupy us. Paul says, think about heavenly things. Let the message of Christ dwell in you. Think about what God is doing. And then we encourage one another. It's not just from the front here, but one another. Admonish one another. Jean talked about small group. Admonish one another with all wisdom. Psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. The suggestion that sometimes, you know, we might bring a song. God's put a song in our hearts. So the encouragement today is to be who you are and to be thankful, to do whatever you do in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yesterday I went to the park run. I was mixing with other runners. This week I'm going to a pub and I'm going to play some jazz. Am I still recognizable as a Christian when I do these things? Whatever you do, the workplace. Hmm. You know, Tanya and I once went to view a house. We were looking at buying a house in Welling Garden City, and the guy was a Christian. And he said, Oh, that's nice, you're Christians, but when we're talking money, you can put all that stuff out the window. He said, <laughs> Okay. Is there a consistency with who we are? Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Put to death the sinful stuff. I don't want us to come away today thinking, yeah, I could do better. Because that's not what this is about. It's about realizing who we already are. And just being true to that. And again, the problem is not to try harder. The way, sorry, to, to succeed is not to try harder in a sense but is to focus on Christ. Christ is all and is in all. So again, we lift our eyes to you, Jesus. Just want to encourage the band if you want to come. Just, yeah, do come up, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Maybe God set a heart, uh, a song in your heart today, giving your heart to worship. I encourage you just to give it all to Him today. We worship. Now, maybe opportunity to to share if God's laid something on your heart. Maybe we can sing a song first. Do you think? Uh, yeah, whatever you feel. Yeah. So I um, lost Living Water 
um, song came to mind, which almost is 40, over 40 years old, so it's almost a hymn now. Um, very simple song, In My Life, Lord. So shall we just sing that together? Oh, if there's nobody, that's absolutely fine. But did anyone want to give a testimony or maybe a pro- word of prophecy or something? Right, I'm going to stay with you. And Patrick and Anne, come on, Anne Burton. I'm so excited. Um, Patrick, then Anne. It's the morning after Eurovision. <laughs> and didn't we do well? And it's the first time in decades in watching Eurovision that I have woke up sober. I was sober the night before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's also the week beginning of Mental Health Awareness Week, which is really important to those of us who are addicted uh, in some way to alcohol or other substances. When I woke up this morning, I felt that I had dived into a deep emerald ocean. And it was an ocean that was made up of God's grace, of God's love, and endless possibilities. Rather than waking up with all the noise in my head because of alcohol, I woke up in an ocean of grace. And I am just so thankful to God that he is the God who delivers. And I just want to say this after hearing what Dan has said, which was wonderful, is that today is your day of possibility. It's your day of possibilities. That ocean is there waiting for you. Praise the Lord. two sons, uh, Matthew and Samuel, and um, they're 20 and 23 now, but a couple of years ago, Samuel, we're we're a really big footballing family, and Samuel played football for his school, he played football for the district, he played football in the Kent League, he was really, really, well still is, really, really good footballer, but he played in defence, and that's fine, but he had a bad accident um, in one of the football matches, and he tore his ACL, and he ruptured it. And um, that's the um, anterior cruciate ligament that goes through the middle of your knee, basically. And when you rupture it, it doesn't repair itself. So what they do, they take a bit of your hamstring and they make a new ligament and they put it in your knee and they use a couple of little screws and things and um, repair it for you. So obviously Samuel was devastated this happened to him. Um, So... He deferred going to university for a year because he wanted to get in the football team at university, obviously. Um, and so he had the, had the operation and then so he started doing his physio and everything and um, COVID hit. So he was at home anyway. So he was so diligent, two hours a day, he was in the garden doing his physio, getting back, 
getting back to normal because the surgeon said it takes nine months. You can't do any sport for nine months. So he thought, I want to be ready for university in September. I'm going to do this. And he was like wearing the garden out with his routines. You know, he was like so diligent. He was going up to the uh, woodside, doing starting his runs and everything. Fantastic. University, September, off he went. Fine. So I get a call in January from him. He's at Nottingham, Trent. He's devastated. He's done his knee again. He's absolutely devastated. So I said, just come home. We'll take you down to A&E, get you in the NHS system, see what happens. So he came home, got him in the system. And so we had to go through all the scanning, MRI again. And because the trouble with the NHS, I said, let's... Let's do it privately as well and get you in to see what's happened to your knee. So we had two MRIs, two X-rays, um, one privately, one on the NHS. Both said he'd ruptured his ACL again. He was devastated, absolutely devastated. So um, I said, come on, it's not the end of the world. To him, it was the end of the world. No sport, nothing, you know. So um, anyway... So it came round uh, for his operation, <clears throat> which was a month ago now. So I took him for the operation, and I said to the surgeon, um, which was actually the same one on the NHS as it was privately, um, I said to him, how long will he be down for you? They said, oh, about an hour, one to two hours. I said, okay, I'm going to nip home and get some lunch. Nipped home to get some lunch. I got a phone call. It was a surgeon. I was like, what? about half an hour. So he said, Anne, I've got some fantastic news. And I said, what? What's happened to Samuel? He said, he hasn't ruptured his ACL at all. I said, what do you mean? I said, the scans and the MRI all showed a ruptured ACL. He said, yes, I know. He said, but I've, I've just been down there with the camera and everything, and he hasn't ruptured it at all. And I was like, oh. So I whisked back to the hospital to see Samuel, and Samuel was all groggy from the anaesthetic and everything. And I said to the nurse, I need to see the surgeon. I need him to come in and explain this because I don't understand it. So he, he came in after his rounds and he explained that, and he showed us all the pictures. And, and somehow, somehow, <laughs> he hadn't, it, it repaired. And there was just a tiny strand that had pinged off when he had this other accident, a tiny strand which he cut off. And he said... Samuel's going to be absolutely fine. He said, he said he's going to be absolutely fine. In three months after his arthroscopy and everything, he's going to be able to do sport, back to normal as he was before. And we're like, but how? The, the, the scan showed he'd ruptured his ACL. How can this be? How can this be? I couldn't understand it. And Richard and I have obviously been praying, and maybe a few others have been praying for Samuel, because we knew how important his sport is to him, you know. And God has healed his knee. Where, you know, I mean, there's no other explanation. There were the scans showing, showing the, the ruptured ACL. And he showed us the pictures. He showed us the pictures of when he went down the camera, down into his knee, of what it looked like. And it's just... I mean, I'd ordered an ice machine and everything to try and help him <laughs> with his recovery, you know, and it wasn't needed. And two weeks later, after Samuel came off the crutches, he's back at university doing his studies. You know, he won't be able to do sports probably till, you know, 
well, they finish soon, so it probably won't be till September now. But it's just, just amazing what God can do. I mean, you don't, you don't realise that God, God is with you all the time, you know. And He's just, He's just so that He can do the big things, but He can do the small things as well, you know. And it's, it's just amazing what God has done in this situation. You know, I just want to thank God for it because it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. amazing wow thank you lord thank you lord for what you're doing bless you jesus give god all the glory all the glory to you lord hallelujah amen thank you thank you jesus you've got another song haven't you 